Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. everybody this this fair day this is tuesday and man the only thing i can say is there's so much going on out there in the world we just sit back and (laughs) you can't even sit back and relax let me just say that because as you sit back and relax things are changing by the hour by the minute and i don't know what country we live in today it used to be a country called America. It used to be U.S. of A. And we had we were supposed to be so united. We were ahead on everything that you can think of in commodities, um, all everything. We we are the land. We were the land of gold. But it's you know it only took four years for somebody to destroy it. everything that we had in motion. It took four years years to set us back almost 100 years. And as I continue to look at everything, I, I don't know how we're going to recover. I know I've talking to, I talk to people all the time, and I, I try to have a conversation with them, and you turn on the news, you turn on social media, and you just look at the dominoes falling. And, and most of all, you look at how it's affecting poor people. Poor people are the ones that, that's mostly affected by the changes that's going on right now, but it seems like they're on the bottom of any 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 receiving that's going on, anything that's coming out of our government. They want to debate on how much money it takes to live, and how and, and they want to reduce the amount of money that you're getting when you're unemployed because of workman's comp because your company's not open or. They had layoffs, or they had to do a reduced staff, or so many other things that, that was out there. You had COVID nineteen, and, you, and, and you're unemployed. I said, you know, with, with, and if you just think about what you what 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 was just said, and if you got COVID nineteen and you're unemployed, that means that your insurance is only going to last so long. So you you caught in a, a real catch twenty two. Now they're telling you that they're going to cut off the little bit of money that you do have coming in. And they're stepping up the foreclosures. I mean, I was listening to, to one of the media, media centers the other day, and and they were saying that, you know, they could foreclose on, on you within um, a week, especially in a situation like apartments or something like that. Say so they could turn in their paperwork, and if they have everything in line, that they could have you out of the apartment within a week. So I'm, as you look at it, I mean, how, how are these people supposed to pay because they're living off this $600 that you got them a week, and $600 doesn't really go there for and then you expect them to catch up where they're already behind. So I, I maybe I'm just looking at it from a poor man's perspective, but it's a lot out there going on, and I don't, I don't know, I don't see, I don't see an end to it. We look, we look toward the election, and, and and we're supposed to see hope. We're supposed to see a bright light. But if you really look at how 
the government runs and how, how, what cycles it takes as it goes through this process. President, when he gets in for for his first term, for about the first two and a half years, he's basically living off what the other president left in place. Probably toward the end of his term, you can start seeing some of the decisions that he had to make to make to to try to better things. But I don't I don't ever want anybody to get in get to a point where they think that one man can change everything that's that's wrong with this country. Yeah, we can go out and vote him in, but he still has procedures and policies in in which where in place where he has to go through to get things accomplished. We may have a Congress right now, but the Senate, you know, we we they have to unseat some people in the Senate to to actually give him the authority. Because I just feel like this, and I, and, and I could be wrong. And, and I stand, and I'll be willing to correct myself at any point in time. But if you have the Senate and the Congress behind you, you should be able to push more through the Senate and Congress and get help for the people more, at least faster than what they're doing right now. Right now, it seems like it's a, it's like salmon swim, swimming uphill. You know, they don't they waited to the last minute to try to solve some of these issues that they that they had. A, way before it becoming into a crisis. And now it's at a crisis where everybody has to pitch in or everybody has something to do. And and it doesn't seem like nobody nobody understands that. I don't know what they expected us to do. And then he has a base that's that's based he his base is based on racism. And I and I and I say this all the time and I say this because I believe this with all of my heart that, and I know it to be true. It's more them than it is of us. If they can get all of them, I must just say all of them people, them racism, all those people with racism in their heart to vote. Do you know that it's a possibility he could still win this election? Yeah, that, and most of all, I, I'll tell you this: please don't put your faith in the polls. Please don't put your faith in the polls. If you remember, and, and this is just a little bit, we're going to reminisce a little bit. If you go back and remember, according to the election, according to the polls, Hillary was up on every poll that there was. Every poll showed Hillary up. By the time the election was over, it was some sad faces. And that those same people that had those same sad faces are the ones that that it's affecting right now. We should have went in there and got everybody that we could. We should have went in there and got anyone that could vote to the polls. Because voting is so important if you ever want to see change. Voting and the person that you have in the office or the person that may go in the office or the person that may be behind them, Everybody has to be on the same page. You can't have one person lead in one direction. I don't, I, I don't even know how this how this government even got in, in, in place. I, I, we're supposed to have rules and re- regulations and, and, and between the Congress and the Senate. We're never supposed to have a complete family in charge. I mean, at, at some point, when you have a complete family that's in charge, advising you, advising the, 
the president and and kind of has a a, a a hand in everything that's going on. They have a name for that. The last time I checked, that was called a monarch. And I don't think we have a monarch in this country, but it's getting close to a dictatorship. And the only way that it changes is that we have to put in the effort to change it. And if we're not going to put in the effort to change it, it's going to always stay the same. And, you know, Byron Glass sent this, this program to us, and he said, Ron, I, I'll do it. I'll do it. So he put some. He put this show together, and he said, America, the name of the show is America's in Turmoil. I know it is. I know it is without a doubt. And it's so, so many. I want to say this. It's so many conspiracy theories out there. You just wouldn't believe it. And, and sometimes you hate to share them, but some of them, some of them are so close to reality, it, it, it really makes you think or, or open up your mind or your conscious to something else. And it was one of them, one of them conspiracy theories that I was reading out there now. And I had to pause because as I listened to the commentary talk, I had to say, you know what? It could be some truth to that. And you know, a conspiracy only gives you so much information that you can go on. It, it gives you enough information for you to believe it. And then they start ad-libbing and adding their little 10 cents into it. And by the time you, you know it, you you actually on there. They didn't swayed you to their side, and you're looking at them, and you're saying, you know what? It might be some truth to what he's saying. So what I try to do is listen to it and try to disseminate between what's actually going on out there and how 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 it affects me as a person. So I, I just I, I want to share it with you, but I don't want to make a big issue of it. But I want to share it with you in a way where it will open up your mind. And the way that the way that I I heard it, and I just want to be sure I get it right, is that. Um, there actually might be a problem with Biden. And it may, and we we covered it on this radio, it, it, it is not a good thing. I don't care if you put Biden in the room with Trump and, and they're 100 feet apart and the media are 100 feet apart and nobody's in the audience and all the rest of that. I don't. I don't think Biden is ready for a live debate with Trump. He may know his issues. He may have known his issues. Let me let me let me put that little conspiracy in there. He may have known his issues, but as of right now, I think that if you watch Biden's movements and his and how he acts, and even when he even when he went up to John Lewis's coffin the other day. Yeah, he was he was engaging and he looked directly in, in people's face and if you just kind of saw him, to me he was kind of grabbing on, following a little bit too much for me. And when I say a little bit too much, he he was grabbing on his wife, following, and that points back to what I was 
telling you about cons- conspiracy theories. So when I heard this other part, I had to go back on YouTube and review his actions and see for myself. And I, I kind of picked it up a little bit of it, and it, and I say, well, it may be some truth to it. And, and what I'm talking about, they were saying that Biden may not be competent enough to run for to be the president. His he's having medical issues that might cause him to just run the race and, and drop out of the race and say that, that the vice VP would have to take over. And in itself is a conspiracy. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. That's a conspiracy that's going on. And if you think about the stuff that's going on, if you think about how they, how they're doing Biden right now, it may be some truth to it. Just enough to to make you doubt, just based on what you see in the general public, and that's the way that they 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 didn't do. They should have did that about Trump a long time ago, because I think Trump basically lost his mind when he got in office and figured and figured out that he doesn't have the power that he. I, I don't I don't even think Trump ever researched how much power he has as president of the United States. It was more of a title to him than anything else. But getting back to this Biden story, I, I just want you—I I want to get your opinion. I want to get everybody's opinion of what's going on. And, and if I'm totally crazy, maybe I'm totally crazy. But it, it just seems like now you would be making that push out there. You—you you would be saying you would be engaging. You would—you would be. Active, you you wouldn't just have to have a a scripted show or or something that you had to read in order to engage with your audience. So you 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 wouldn't be reactive as much as being proactive. I, I think in the in the past we we were more more out to see proactive presidents, especially the people that were running for office or people that were in office or elected officials that that had a place where they was trying to achieve a goal. They were proactive. They were getting out in front of stuff. And it's too many things. There's too many things out there that he can get out in front of. It's too many things. It's 90 days. And I don't know when. I don't know when President Obama selected his VP or anything like that. I'm going to have to go back and do some research. But it's too close to the election right now to make a mistake. Any mistake made right now, and we're about 90 days out, any mistake made right now would just give Trump any advantage that he wants because he will take it to take it and, and turn it. He would take it and turn a <laughs> – I wanted to say it like I, want, I had another thing that I was going to say, but I'm going to try to keep it PG. <laughs> tonight, but I think that he really just wanted to take it and 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 turn it into to something. He would take a little minute thing, and the only thing you have to do is give him like a a little hole to peep in. And the next thing you know, he busting that thing down. It's a whole you know whole different world, a whole different arena. So if Biden wants to win this election, I think that he has to get to a point where he has to beat beat Trump to wherever he's going. And, and I, I, I just don't see that. I think that attacking this virus is going on is a good thing. I think that you could say what you're going to do. You can 
say that I have I have a plan in place in 90 days, but you also have to realize America might not make it that 90 days. So if you're going to agitate, if you're going to be out there, get in front of it. Tell us what you're going to do about these people that are losing their money. And if the Republicans take away this $200, you should be out there jumping up and down and screaming because those are the people that's going to vote you in office. Now that's one thing about that's one thing I can say. They say that that money makes a difference, but when it comes time to vote, everybody only has one vote when they go in that office. You can spend all the money that you want to spend in the, in the world. Everybody that walks into that that voting poll voting place or fill out a ballot, they only got one vote. So the people that's mostly being affected by what's happening right now are the people that's voting for you. And it's another, it's you know, it's a couple of things that that, that we we need to keep our head on on a swivel about. Even with the virus, you have a lot of the voting population past the 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 people that have retired, that's in retirement, that have um that's up in age. We have a lot of them passing away due to COVID, due to this virus. So you got up and coming people that that young people that feel like they're invincible, that's going out and and doing this pandemic, and and they just going around. That it's not important to them. I go out, and, and I, I I don't mean to jump around, but. It's so much that's going on. Turmoil is just is a word because there's so much that's going on. As you go out in public, just kind of look around. Check out your surroundings. Now, as I go out, most of the time I'm checking my surroundings. I used to just check my surroundings for my safety when I'm getting out of the car or trying trying to see what's the, the most direct approach I can get between me and that door and getting inside that store or whatever or seeing what type of vehicles are parked in between me. And I, I try not to get kind of like behind vehicles and stuff like that. I always try to park open where I can make a direct route into the store. But what I've noticed is I, as I go to make a direct route into the store these days is that I'm seeing young people with masks on, but as I see them with their mask on, they still have their masks sagging. Up under their mouth or their nose, and you might as well take you at that point. You might as well take it off. And even when I go in the grocery store, I'm asking, you know, if if you if you behind the deadly counter and you got on a mask, I don't care how many times you you wash your hands. If your nose ain't covered up, I don't I don't want you to serve me. But I want you to cover up before you even get to my food. And I might want you to go. Wash your hands again and change gloves. You have to protect yourself. Trust me, these people, they're not out there trying to protect you. And, and one guy told me, I, I, I'll never forget, I went to the deli, and he told me, he said, um, well, you know, I, I just can't keep it on all day. I can't breathe because, uh, you know, it gives me a hard time. I, I said, I want to breathe for the for the little time I have on this earth. So if you can't put that on, don't worry about it. I, I'll go. I I I'll just pass on daily today. I'll wait till they get somebody back there that can 
cut my meat and, and serve it and, and put it in the bag without with a mask and gloves on because it's just crazy. And then if if you really don't watch your back or your sides when you're in the store, those very same people walk up by you and and, and they have their mask on but they're not covering nothing. So I don't I don't I don't I don't condone charging people with a fine for their mask, but at some point you gotta realize that the only way that you change this thing is that you you have to put on a mask, that you have to kind of follow the rules. And and I know I I, I know land of the free, home of the brave and you don't tell me what to do and, and it, I don't have to do it and that's the right that you have in this country. In some countries, you don't have that right. That is a privilege to live in the country of America where you have the right to say that you don't want to wear your mask. But it's also a right for that store to protect anybody that's within that store doing business with them to tell you you can't come in. Now, you ask me, do I understand that? No, I, I, I have no clue. Because if you're going into a store, and I, I, I don't even want to get on this because I know I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take it to another level. But let's let, let's try to understand each other. If I'm going into a store, and I got my grandson with me, I got my granddaughters or anybody of age, anybody that's breathing with me, you're gonna wear a mask if you're coming out with me. And if you can't wear a mask and you say you can't wear a mask, I'm not taking you with me. This is just something that, you, that, that you're not going to hide from. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a, 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 a group that's going to infect and one group is not going to infect. If you take it into a group of people at any time, you are going to infect somebody in that group and that group is out of that group somebody's going to take it somewhere else and infect somebody else and by the time they realize that they've been infected they could be dead and gone I listened to a guy I think it was yesterday on the news in the local media his family got together for Father's Day which wasn't too long ago they got together for Father's Day, and his mother got sick. And maybe three days later, his father got sick. Now, he chose not to attend the event because he said that it didn't make sense for all of them to get together. So they took pictures and everything. He shared a picture. It was a bunch of young, middle-aged people, and it was some, some teens there. And and. You know, we all we all love our family members, and we know that they're only going to be that age one time. But can you just sacrifice just a little while until they come up with something that's going to change the way we are? It doesn't look like we, we're, we're ready to accept any type of change that's going to affect our normal behavior. 
it this is not this is not somebody telling you mandatory this is not somebody making it mandatory that you don't go out. This is not somebody telling you to go they doing it because they 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 just have the right to do it. They doing it to try to keep you alive. They doing it to try to protect everybody within your family. If you if I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to break it down like this because I, I, I don't think that people understand. And I, I want you to understand. I, I, I need you to understand. Because if, if you don't, it's, it's a big problem. And, and I think that's where everything lies. It's a big problem. Um, let's, just, let's, let's just go here. A single single parent mother. She and I'm gonna say she she has like three kids. She's still trying to go to work and take care of her kids. Now, let's just say her kids, one of her kids, barely is about nine, nine, nine or ten years old. I think the age for for them for you leaving them at home, according to DPS, is somewhere around twelve. But just say that they're nine or ten years old. They know how to call in case of trouble, but they have some younger brothers and sisters that's at the house. So this mother's going out working. She, whatever job that she got is exposing her to the public. So when she comes back home, what if she ends up sick? She ends up sick and she's the livelihood of that family. And she doesn't have anybody else to lean on. But she still has those three kids. And she still has to survive to try to make them to survive in order for them to get meals. And I'm not saying that this single mother does can't make it, but I'm just saying when you take anybody out of, out of the situation that they're in and they're already in a hard time, it's going to hurt. Whether you're a single father or a single mother, I, I know that's coming next. Single father or single mother, it's, it's going to take you out of what you have the capability, where you can go, what you can do, and if you can survive. Now, let's pray and hope that the other spouse is in, in, involved in their life. But we, we, we all know in reality that's, that may not be the case. In most cases, that may not be the case. But you still have that responsibility that you're taking on, that you're trying to do the best that you can to survive with your kids in this virus, and, and, and you don't have any income, you don't have any way of making the income, the only thing that you can do is go out there and try to do the best that you can with what you got. And if you sit and in the hospital, there's nothing that you can do. If you go down, there's nothing that you can do. And that's the reason why this the if you're not wearing your mask for yourself, wear it for somebody that, that that's working to to host, serve, or do anything, cash you out at the cash register receive you in at the hospital or at the clinic, wait for them. 
Because there's going to be plenty of other people that come out there that don't have their mask on that they're going to have to deal with besides you. And if you're doing this, wear it for them. Wear it for the people that, that, that you want to see go home. You stop. I think I, I, I stopped looking at when, when, when the requirement came on to wear the mask, not only for my protection, but mostly for their protection. And I hear everybody, I hear them constantly saying, you know what? It's, it's for my protection. It's, it, it's, you know, I, I'm all right. I'm all right. I don't know if you're all right. If, if everything was okay, they wouldn't still have these testing sites in place. If everything was okay, they wouldn't be trying to develop these vaccines and going into test trials and all the rest, whatever it takes to get you up. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, you can go from one bad to another bad because let's just take let's just look at these vaccines. Everybody out there working on them, every country working on them, everybody doing, got the best medical people in the world working on them. Every, every medical country in the world is, work, is working toward a vaccine. But what I'm about to say is this. The U.S. has the most stringent testing probably that's in place to develop a vaccine that we know of. It's, it's more stringent than any other country that's out there. Now, I just want you to digest what I'm saying. I don't want you to call it the gospel or anything, but I need you to, to, to kind of go with me down this, down this street. We're going to go down the corner. We're going to walk around a little while and then come back. But, but when I get you to go with me, I need you to understand this. As we're going down the street, we live in a the country with the greatest technology. We send more people to the college and schools. We got more doctors, scientists than probably any other country that's out there. We got the virus late. I think we're over a million now as far as people being infected. We got the virus late. And I ain't going to even get into that. I'm not Right now, I'm not going to even get into the amount of people that's infected and how many people being infected every day and how, how the testing is going. We don't have enough tests and all the rest of that. But I just need you to understand that we are the greatest country that there is. And and I'm setting this up so you can kind of go dialogue with me because if I if I don't make any sense, you can't you can't go there because the only thing I'm doing is talking on the on the radio line right now. So I need to get you to see where I'm going. If this is the greatest country in in in, in the world today in the world today, and it's no comparison. I mean, I know everything's shut down and all the rest of that, but we still are about 10 times better than any other country that's out there. And I say that, and I know it, I know it to be true. But the point, that I'm, the point that I'm really trying to make is that if this country, with all its, with all its capabilities, with everything that it has to put in place in order for these these um, vaccines to come out. And those other countries that's out there that don't have none of, none of what we have in place, haven't came up with a vaccine for this, and they have suffered just as much as we have. I'm 
kind of leery about the U.S. coming up with a vaccine ahead of everybody else. I'm leery because it's truly, I know what drives the American economy, and, and, and the first person to come up with a vaccine and go through all these tests and jump through all these hoops, how many people did they pay off to get this thing through? And what are the, the lasting effects of it? Because I'm more scared about the virus in a person that has had the virus and they recovered and they went back and got re got the virus again. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I haven't went to no school or nothing for medical or nothing like any type of I don't have no letters behind my name that indicate that I know anything about the profession of being in the medical field. But if I can catch the virus this week, this month, and go into ICU, ICU, and come out of ICU, and 30 days later I can re-catch the virus, did that virus ever leave leave my body? Or did, did they get it to a point where they just maintained it or they got it to a point where it was low? Where you where you could survive without the symptoms or you felt better than you did because it took you down so low that you don't even remember what it feels like to to be normal. My point I'm making is, is this. So I'm going to give you a vaccine. Just say you haven't had it. I'm going to inject you with a culture of this virus that people re-catching. At some point, it's a normal person. At some point, it's a normal person. You have to realize that maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe they should do more than more than what they're doing before they offer up a a one time solution or we're gonna vaccinate everybody. You know, I I I find myself at a crossroads when it comes to this vaccine. I don't I just don't recall in youth in history especially being a black man, things that I've seen or heard, how they basically handle poor people in this country, what they use them as guinea pigs. I, I don't, I don't know if I would really take a vaccine. I really don't. Because if you give me a vaccine of the virus, that means that it's a possibility I might get it. It's a possibility that I might hey, go beyond, you know, go go get sick, take me down. And who's to say if I'm going to ever come back? Because you injected me with the virus to try to solve the problem.
I'm at a loss because I I don't think that they can that they have the opportunity. I, I don't think that they they have had the opportunity to observe this virus long enough to come up with a vaccine that's that's 100%. I think what they're doing is a makeshift fit to give the public a a, a sense of um, security. And I think it's a, a false sense of security. I think it's truly a false sense of, of security. If you if you follow anything that's going on, it's truly a false sense of security. I know I jumped to the virus, and I and, and it, it, I could jump to the virus and, and go from the virus to the police. And you know, I just don't think there's ever been a time in history, and I'm I'm really trying to think if there's ever been a time in history where we have been at this point. And I'm even digesting back. To, I, I'm even going back to the days where there was a war going on, a world war, back in the 50s and 60s. And I remember seeing people working. I remember them employing women and kids out there. But just, I mean, just to think about the effort that it took to maintain a war not within America but outside the shores of America. Because if you think about it, the war took place in Europe. You had to send troops from America to Europe to fight that war. Every time that we fought a battle, we always had to send troops to to fight. So it took planes, trains, automobiles, everything that they could get, guns, ammunition, everything, supplies, food, everything had to go to that country in order to fight. And I, and as I as I as I made that statement, I just wonder and, and Has there ever been a point at which America is so low in protect being able to protect itself? See, with everything else that's going on, you have soldiers that are out there. You have um, military bases across the, the world. And a lot of them in most of the countries that we were in, they they drew down those forces. So we don't have a president in most of those countries that uh, a firm president like we had at one time. Most of the soldiers are, are back within the United States or they're in other areas that we have to support or go into. But there's no real response team outside of the U.S. right now. I'm sure we have the ability to ratchet it up and, and maybe fight for about a couple of weeks until we can, until they can get reinforcement. But let's just 
go down this conspiracy theory thing again since we we, we there. Let's just look at America. Now, and I want you to, it's going to be some positives that come out of this, but it's going to make you think also. Let's just look at America. What if at this weakest point in which I'm talking about, what if somebody chose to invade us at this point? I want to let that digest on your mind. What if after all this time they knew that they couldn't get here, they decided that they wanted to invade us at, at our weakest point? I will say that that in a way I'm afraid, but in a way I'm not. And here's the reason why. Because there's something about war. And there's something about fighting for your your own. Racism goes out the window. There's something about fighting for America or fighting as a whole to protect our way of life where that goes out the window. And, and, and I'm not saying that it ain't, ain't going to happen. Well, I'm saying when you're on that front line and, and, and you're there and you're fighting and, and you're going through your strategy to survive or whatever it takes, you're trying to make sure more than more than you, more than just yourself survive. So you, everybody's trying to protect each other. And when you get in that situation, when you're there, it's a little bit different because. See, I'm protecting my my family. I'm protecting my brother, my sister, or whoever else may be there. I'm protecting their way of life, not just mine. And I understand that maybe in other countries it's different. Here's the blessing in all of this. In other countries, you may not have as many firearms as we have in this country. In other countries, they rely on other people to supply protection for them. The one thing I will say, if you ever decide that you want to invade America, you better come ready to fight. Because I don't care if you come up the south, you definitely making a mistake. Because everybody has guns in the south, and if you come up the west coast, it's not only the military; it's it's actually people with guns. And I I I really think that. In the in the beginning, or in the making of the Constitution, and when we were a part of Britain, and France was to our south, and and had a lot of a lot of the country, we had other people that was trying to take over America. I think they 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 realized something when they was making the Constitution that they realized that you have to arm normal people in order to have them fight. 
for America in case this ever happened. Because they knew that they didn't have enough soldiers to protect America, but they they probably couldn't have got them drafted fast enough. But you could take a, a, a group of citizens and group them together and give them an objective with, our, with weapons, and they already got weapons at their house. They'll probably pull out just as many weapons as the military pull out at some houses. So I would say that works in our favor. But I would say with this virus going on, it makes you think. It truly makes you think about everything, to include posts. Now, I'm not, I, I don't know a lot about what's going on at every post within the United States of America, but they, they just don't interact with soldiers within those posts. I haven't heard them say that they shut down any military posts. That means that nobody can exit or go in, in go in without being in a controlled environment. But they do have the ability to kind of shut things down. But they don't have the ability to cut off just everybody. Because think about it: the soldier in the military is just is responsible for them for the military part of it. And they can tell that soldier point A, point B, point C, and point D. But you can't tell that soldier's spouse that they can't go from point A, point D, point C, and go on all the way down to Z because they're not under your control. But you can shut down a base where they can't leave because you're trying to protect it. And I think that that, in America, that's really the only environment in which you can totally shut down and not have to worry about anything because they can supply you just like you, you're in the field situation. But when you relate back to civilians or, or people that's outside of that military base, you you have to rely on um, going out and getting items. You have to rely on, on having a paycheck in to pay for your food. You have to rely, you have to look out for other people that's trying to get what you got. They might see you in, in a in a nice car or something like that and say, hey, they got a little bit of money or something like that, and they, they want to run up on you because they don't have nothing. And it hasn't got there yet, but they don't do something within 90 days. I, I think we're going to start seeing a different America. We thought that, that, that it, we think that it's the have and the have-nots. It's going to be worse than that because you're going to have a lot of people that that have not, and I'm using the word, that don't have, that don't see uh, 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 a way to get paid or they're waiting on on certain things to fall in place because you took away all all their hopes. Think about it. They start shutting out. They they shut down unemployment. They talk about reducing the amount of the stimulus check if they're going to give one, and they still haven't made a decision on what's going on, but they keep on giving big businesses these loans, and they keep on having these small businesses take out money. Let me – let me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, how to say this. I, I, I really don't know how to say this, and 
I want you to go out and research it for yourself. That's all I'm going to say. If during this time you have a small business, I'm just going to tell you, people are going out getting money for small business that they had. And they're still getting money every single day. I'm not mad at them because big businesses is getting 10 times the amount that they're getting. If you have a small business, DBA, and something that you're trying to keep going, keep afloat, I'm saying it the right way, keep afloat, you might want to look at going out to get some of this money that's on the table. So I, I, I guess we all have to ask ourselves this, this the question. If they can help big business, if they can come up with the rest of this money, why can't they help the, a normal Person. When I say normal, I'm, I'm talking about a person that has a nine to five, goes to work, picks up a check, and and, and they make enough money to to pay their bills from week to week, and, and they don't really do anything extra because they they trying to take care of their kids, or they may have daycare expense, or they they may have something else that they that they're that they're going through. Everybody doesn't have a job where they come home and and they work from home or they did before this economy got bad they had they they were in a position where it didn't matter where they were it didn't matter what they did they were still able to work a lot of people lost their livelihood during during this pandemic as they call it i i would I would say it's more of a restructuring of America because the things that we did, the things that that we did in the past are not the same things that, that we're going to have to do to survive in the future. Because if this country doesn't recover from this virus or if things don't get back halfway to where they were, we're, 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 we're actually going away from, from what we, where the, everything that we, that we stand for. And as you start to look at look at these big companies that's out there, and you start to follow the the um, patterns that they're setting, they're not adjusting to you, and and pretty soon they're not going to have the ability to adjust to you, because trust me, if if that is hurting us not to get that that money that's coming in, those big companies that those box stores and those more the businesses and all of that. They're gonna to suffer too, but the problem with big with with people suffering like that is that they they tend to lay off people and and they tend to fire people, let people go, and they tend to pull in people pension plans and everything else that they may have it 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 takes into account everything because if your pension plan is out there and say like they done just ran through it because there's no market out there. You really don't. What do you do? 
At one time, you had X amount of dollars that was in your pension plan, and slowly been draining down. You don't want to take it out because you don't want to penalize because you, you you don't want the penalty because you're not old enough. But you look at your pension plan, and it's losing money every single cotton-picking day that you survive. It ain't making anything. But if you take it out out of whatever is in, you're going to continue to lose money. So if you pull it out and, and basically just, as they say, take it to you, take it and put it buried in jars in the ground, right now I would say it's probably generating <laughs> About the same amount of interest. Now, now there are some exceptions. I have to say, I don't, I don't know all the new nuances to to financing of the stock market. But from what I understand, you can you can survive by bidding against the company too, and, and still make money on the downturn of the market. But I can guarantee you, majority of the people that's out there that's investing money, they 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 were going after the the dollars that was on top. And eventually, if you keep on losing, you you're not gonna have anything to go after. And I know that you don't. I mean, we've been having think about this, and and I'm gonna try to wrap this up because I I don't really think that that people look at it from this perspective. We've been having the market has been booming. I mean, it's, it's been, for a long time, it's been way, way out of proportion as far as gaining money. Dealing with money, or if you look at any shows or you try to follow any, any of the shows that's out there that's talking about the stock market, they'll tell you it's, it's, it's way out of line with what it should be. And they'll tell you that they've seen this coming before it ever even got here. They would tell you that they've seen this coming before it ever even hit where it's at. Because they, they, they knew that it was out of balance. Some prepared for it. But how do you prepare for it when when the backlash is that you have companies that that were in business? And this was at – now I want to take, take you here because this was at the beginning of the crisis of the virus. You had some companies that didn't even make it through that part of it. Trump shut down this country. He shut down a lot of businesses that survived, that that were surviving, barely surviving, within small communities. Type of businesses, and I and I give you one example of it because it, it's probably more to the point that I'm trying to make right now than anything else. Take like um, Chuck E. Cheese's kid environment. They 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 have to have their doors open. To make money, they make their money off of having birthday parties for kids. And I don't, I don't know if you ever realized how many people would, how many people actually had a job at, at Chuck E. Cheese's when you went in there. Especially like on a Saturday when you went in there for a party or something, you had your child and you go in there. They have a host for each one of the parties. They have different people sitting up in there. They have people working back there making food. The managers are up there. They're selling tickets. They got people roaming the floor. They got some type of security within the building. So it's a good amount of people that's employed. They didn't manage to survive during the first closing. Now, you still have a couple of companies out there that's basically doing the same thing that they are, 
But think about it. And I, I saw this the other day, and I almost shared this. It's along the same lines of, of Chuck E. Cheese's being close. I saw Disney getting ready to reopen. And I actually thought about that because they opened amusement parks. Now, I've been to a lot of amusement parks in my lifetime. I probably rode a lot of rides in my lifetime. But I had, when I when I think about Disney opening, and I think about how many people was going and how many people may go through the gates and I don't know how you open up an amusement park. I really don't. I don't know how you would open up an amusement park and not and, and, and sustain the business and, and tell people that they're not going to get infected within that within their time or their stay at the park. I really have been trying to look at that. Maybe somebody has some ideas or some thoughts. But it's nowhere within an amusement park that a person comes in from the front gate to to the end, unless they're in 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 a suit and gloves and masked up. They're not gonna come in contact with something with 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 the virus. That many people in a small area in confined spaces in and out of buildings. Kids running around touching every single thing that's out there. There's no way in the world that you can contain a virus within an amusement park. And if anybody shouldn't, if anybody should not be be open, it should be them. Now, and I'm gonna take that one step further. You even got people that would get on an airplane and travel to the park. I remember when when this um, virus first kicked off, and people were dying across the country, and we we hadn't they hadn't got too serious on 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 this virus in America. People were still gathering. It never really hit because Trump just basically took off February or whatever. But I'll never forget this picture, and I, and, and I always re- retain this thought in my mind. I didn't know the person. But I knew the people that they, that some people that knew them. And they had to make a trip for business. And this was at the beginning. They were just getting to a point where they were closing it down. And I remember, I truly remember looking at them, getting on how they was dressed. And they even took. They even had somebody take a picture of them. It looked like they had trash bags and rubber boots on, and some crazy looking outfit in between that wasn't fitting them. And their 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 arms were stuffed with bags, and they had they had these gloves, and they had their whole head covered from head to toe, and they had on gargles and all the rest, everything that they could think of. And I looked at them. I think it was a Facebook post. 
and but I knew the I, I knew the people that knew him that had posted it, and I said, you know what, that's a, that's crazy. That's a little overboard. That's too crazy. And I guarantee you, it wasn't even a week later that they shut down. That they were talking about shutting down the country. Airplanes were stopping. Airplanes weren't making the routes. Airplanes were flying without people because of the, the possibility of getting infected. And I think about that to this day. And I really wish I, I, I knew who that person was because I, w- I would really like to know, did they, did they get infected by the virus? Because they took the precautions ahead of time because you saw the trip that they was making. You looked at them, and, and you, it, it was almost – where you just start laughing as soon as you see them. And you're saying, oh, man, <laughs> they're just going too far. And then you think about the images. I, I thought about that, and I, I went on to think about the images of other countries like Japan, the Middle East, the Japan, mostly Japan, and in that, in that, I call it, not Mediterranean, but that Far East area of the world. All those little countries that was around Japan, Philippines, and different little countries around there, and, and even the some of China on, on, on the outskirts of China and stuff, that's all tied up within that area, ge- geographical area. And, and you would see them with images of them wearing masks. And I, I, I would look at those pictures and I said, man, I'm glad we're not like that. And I don't care how far you went back. You could have went back maybe a year, two years, and you would see them in masks at that time. So I'm saying that so so you can understand that maybe they knew something that we didn't know. Maybe. They had a concept that we should have picked up on when you got that many people wearing masks, traveling on a train, and everywhere that they was going. Because you can actually Google it right now, and you can go out there and look. And as you Google it, you begin to understand that maybe they knew something. Maybe they had a better idea than we did. We were just hoping that our government would take care of us and, and that we had that we had the ability and well we was under the false illusion that we had the ability in place to deal with anything and maybe that they would have acted faster or that they would have closed down certain countries as soon as they heard that that was the case. I think the reason why we got to the point where we are, where we're at this point in, in, in America is because there was a lot of mistakes made. And most of all, it came from the top. I think that at any other time in history where we would have seen this coming or we would have, or somebody would have got a briefing early enough, we would have started protecting ourselves a long time ago. I think that we would have started protecting ourselves back in December. We would start making ratcheting up efforts to shut down at least people coming from that country where it, where it was getting started. I think it was shut. It, we was somebody would have made the decision. You know what? 
We may have to sit down in America, but we're going to sit it down now. And we're going to start hitting those hot spots, and we're going to send what they need out to take care of those hot spots. Because you weren't going to stop it from coming, but you could have isolated it to certain areas. And if, if you start running the numbers, you would have had smaller numbers than what you have right now. But because that effort wasn't put in place, because people didn't see it that way, they went on and, and they opened, they left the country open. They allowed people to fly all over the United States. They allowed all people to, to be infected. They, think about it. Even as an airline stewardess, you're on the airplane, you're breathing in this thing. You get from one airplane and, and, and maybe you fly to somewhere else within the same night or the same day on a different airplane, you basically took what was on that other airplane that you got off of and going to another airplane or even a pilot greeting everybody in the airport, walking through the airport, nobody with masks on, nothing, nothing to protect anybody from anybody else, nobody that's far away from somebody. You got people that's out trying to charge their phone. They're sitting on floors. They're doing everything that they normally would do. And this virus is, is out there. And nobody nobody was, was forewarned of it. But we knew that it was in, we knew it was across the ocean. We had this false sense of security that it that that it was there. And so when that happened, nobody nobody actually tried to resolve it, you know? Nobody tried to, to actually look at it and, and say, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to resolve it. Uh, you know, everybody just looked at it and said, you know what? It's going to be all right. It ain't going to affect us because we, we're America. We're the home of the brave. We got everything under control. So with that being said, yeah, we, we did kind of um, get to a point where we had this false sense of security. And it was coming from the top. And I I I, I don't... I truly, I have to truly believe he didn't know what to do. He really didn't. And that's the reason why we're at what we're going through right now. We're going through it because he did not know or he didn't have the experience to um, handle it. I don't think he ever he 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 never armed himself. He never listened to briefers, and, and it's mostly his fault because he knew everything. He was smarter than the average person. He decided that it was not in. He decided that it was not going to come in this country. That it wasn't going to make its way here. And so when he made that decision, that's the reason why we're suffering now. That's the reason why we're going through everything that we're going through because it was too many. It was just it, it was just too many wrong decisions made in the beginning of this virus. It was it was just a problem in, as a whole. Hey, Glass, how are you doing? I don't know if you can talk, but if you can, come on in whenever you can. Um, America is in turmoil, and, it, and 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 you can just jump and, and like I've been jumping around. In this conversation with this dialogue, you can you can go from one point to another point, and you'll never stop finding problems in America right now. I'm, 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 
Glass, if you want to, I'm I'm good with you jumping in. I just I, I, yes, sir. I, good I, afternoon, I, Mrs. Spike. I'm doing good. Good man. afternoon. How about yourself? I, I know I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fine. What 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 kind of dialogue you got going on tonight? Man, I didn't jump from every anything that you can think of, but I, I kind of ended up back at this virus and, and the fault where the fault lies within this virus, as far as America. With the stuff that America's going through, I think that it was a good topic that you came up with. America's in total, total turmoil. I mean, it's I don't glass. I don't think it's ever been a point in time in history that we that we are in the position that we are right now. And I'm not just talking about the virus. I'm talking about everything that's going on. If you even take well, just take the virus out of it, and 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 you'll know that we ain't never been here. Well, I, I'll tell you, Ron, it's kind of hard to take uh, the virus out of 2020 because we've had a virus since 2016. And as a result of the 2016 <laughs> virus, it has basically, uh, you know, multiplied into, uh, you know, it's kind of like iron sharpens iron, hate sharpens hate. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, if, if you look back when uh, President Obama did his first uh, speech, uh, before the uh, the Congress, U.S. or whatever, when Joe Lewis or whatever his name called him a liar, it was from that point on yeah. when people actually start uh, to disrespecting, uh, you know, uh, the president, and they never respected the office. So they put Trump in to try to bring back respect. But, you know, it, it's, it's even worse. So, you know, I use that uh, anecdote to, you know, basically try to describe. But, you know, there, there is a virus. Uh, that's in uh, Washington, D.C., and until we clean that up, but like, uh, you know, they're saying now, Ron, just just getting rid of Trump is not the issue. You, you got to get rid of those that are controlling uh, the United States Senate. And uh, you can get yes, rid sir. of Trump because Obama already showed that uh, Mitch McConnell is going to continue to do whatever it is he want to do. If you look at the stimulus bill today, the Democrats, the Democrats had $3, million, I mean, $3 trillion dollars uh, proposal. Uh, McConnell then put it down to one one trillion. Then you look at the fact that uh, you know th- they they took out the six hundred dollar uh, you know uh, unemployment uh, you know benefit package. Uh, if you look at uh, mm-hmm. zero dollars for uh, you know the voting uh, mail in vote. I mean it's 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 a virus going on. And remember, you don't cure viruses. You only mm-hmm. treat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I talked about so, that earlier, class. I think one of the things mm-hmm. that we have to look at is that when you when you look at what the problem is, and, and you you probably say it better than I can. It doesn't matter who you put in the president. In ninety days, it doesn't matter who's in office, because they're gonna have to work at least a year to two years before anything that they can put in effect will take effect to start mm-hmm. to correct this stuff. So you know, it, it, just putting the man in office. Don't expect it to change because if Trump don't do anything to, to help people right now, by the time he gets in office, it, it's going to be – I don't know what's going to happen. Because right. if I can't feed my kids and I, and, and I can't pay my house note and you're talking about putting me on the street, I'm going to do everything mm-hmm. I can to survive. And well, that's, that's what uh-huh. we're going to. Oh, yeah, and I'll tell you this. You, you know, the old saying has been, uh, you know, eventually – uh, the person that's stealing, he's going to survive. So all of these uh, suburban, uh, well-to-do folk that think uh, because, uh, you know, everything is cut, 
These people are going to survive, and guess what? They're going to be coming to your house. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to be out so, there driving your, your fancy cars and all the rest of that, thinking that, that, you, that you're above, above and, and beyond, and, and they're going to be coming right to your community because they know if they hit you, they know that they can get something. So you know, right. I, I, Glass, I'm more afraid of the future. If you don't do it, if we don't change the way that this economy is going right now, if we don't put in the right amount of stimulus money into people's money into people's pockets, if we don't keep the unemployment going, it, this country is going straight straight down the tube. And I can tell you, we maybe have been the greatest country in the world at one time, but we slowly slipping into. I, I don't know where 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 the bottom is. I I don't even see a bottom. You know. I really don't. Well, well, Ron, you remember the collapse of Rome should have shown us something, but uh, evidently it didn't show us because it, it appears that we're headed in that same direction because, like you just said, uh, you can have uh, whatever it is you want, but if you got a, a foolish person that's trying to lead, it, it, it's just not going to work. It's, it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. And I wouldn't say, Glass, I, I would even take that one step further. When I say this, I, I mean this in sincerity. Not really a foolish person, but a person that's just trying to put a meal on the table. Now, mm-hmm. I made the analogy earlier about a single parent being in a house with three kids, and they trying to go out and work, and they get sick within their house. Man or female, and they got they got three kids that they're trying to take care of. And I right. can't see where my next dollar is coming. You, you, you ain't showing me. I, I can go down there and get get stamps, but where am I gonna cook it at? If I, if, if you evicted me from my house, I was listening to a show where they said they, they can evict you within within a week out of the apartment. Right. Well, well, Ron. Again, uh, you and I, you know, uh, I can because I've been doing it. But there is absolutely no way that I can ask you when you get off this phone. To go and run a mile Why? Because you have not been Prepared yet to run that mile you, You're asking mm-hmm. these people That have had a job that, are, that is about to lose a job That is about to lose benefits The only thing that they've been able to look for What I understand is this Ron When you look at uh, you know, the media All of these other countries Canada, uh, uh, these other places That has, has given their people money Shut the economy the country down, they were able to curb the virus. What what what, what makes America so immune to uh, borrowing uh, information from other countries that would be beneficial? See, that's a food. Those those are foolish ways. But when you feel like you can't ask somebody else for help, you know we're 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 in a situation that uh, I don't think it's gonna get no better, right? I really don't. Glass, you say something that that, that 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 put that nail deeper and deeper because it is not a country outside of the U.S. that hasn't survived on what the U.S. has done for them. Mm-hmm. It, it's not one. If you can name me one, it, I'm amazed because even Britain, Britain was was our Britain was who we looked up to when we when we started this country. We have had uh-huh. the help. Go back to Britain and help them too When they was going through rough times So Mm -hmm. it's not a country Outside the U.S. that we haven't helped But it's almost Like they're saying that you know The hell with y'all now Y'all got got this crazy person in office He ain't trying to help nobody So we ain't going to help you in return 
Y'all just deal with the consequences right. of what you got. Right. Yeah, I'll I tell you, man, uh, Ron, uh, it, it's it's it, it's impossible for it to get better overnight. Uh, it, it took us, what, 200-plus years to get to where we're at? It's going to take many mm-hmm. years because when you, look, when you look at the deficit itself, I mean, j- j- just imagine uh, uh, $1 trillion. But we're trillions of dollars in debt. We would never be able to pay mm-hmm. it back. Never. No. Never be able to no. pay it back. And, 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 and Glass, I'm, I'm going to take it one step further than what you just got through saying to, to make that and help people understand. China was buying America before this virus ever came on. Exactly. And if China ever called a debt on America in the situation that we're in, yep. we, we, we might be speaking Chinese in a little while. Yeah. Run. You, you you got a point because as a, when the smoke cleaner does settle, guess who owns us? China. Yeah, and they own big businesses over here. And and and, and, and Glass, I said I, I want to just kind of dialogue with you back on something I said earlier, because here's the deal: um, those same Americans that's out there that's, that's looking for work, some of them had pension plans that was into the stock market. And and the stock market is slowly going down too. Yeah. And so, when they close down these big companies, what's the first thing these big companies reach out and grab? A pension plan. Yeah. So when they grab your pension, you ain't got nothing coming in. Oh, you, exactly those match right. funds that. Yeah. So those match funds that they put in, they can grab them at any time. People don't know this. But they can grab their funds at any time and pull them back in and say, "Oh no, we we need this to survive." But they can get they can't touch your funds legally, but they can pull their funds out of it. And, and most of the pension plans are set up where they matching your funds, or either they putting in more right. than what you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, so Ron, what, what, what? I mean, and again, you you've already said it. But see, it's getting to the point now where uh, it, it, it may not be the best uh, thing. It's a, it's a catch-22 situation. You've, you've stated that the best thing Biden can do is keep, keep hush-hush. But it's getting to the point now where he's going to have to come out and say something. And if he says something, it's, it, you know, he, he may blow his minimal chances of uh, being there, uh, you know, in, in January. So what, what do you think about him? Uh, you know, outside of what we've talked about, I, I covered that a little bit earlier too, Glass, and and, and 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 I'm about to do something. I'm about to share something with you that I just want you to digest. Now, it's been put out there, and I'll, I'm not saying that it's true, and I don't deal in conspiracy theories, but I like to see for myself, and. This is one of the things that was put out there is that Biden may not be in the best of mental health right now. And that's that's, that's valid. That's that's a valid uh, valid. Uh, I don't want to say something, and, but that's and, a valid conclusion. Okay, and the reason why I said that when the person made the comparison, I was looking at him when he went to visit um, John John Lewis's coffin, and if you look right. at his actions, it was like he was being led around. He wasn't. 
It wasn't like a normal person walk up, hey, you know, I, I, I'm going to look at this and all the rest of that. All of his actions were put in place prior to him going up there. Right. And even when, when he when – he, and, and this is what the person was saying. The person said that Biden might just be the person that that wins the election, but they don't think he ever – he doesn't have the mental capacity to do it right now. Mm. And that might be the, the reason why he's not coming out, because he's not he's not getting in front of anything. He's making these little speeches and making these little commercials, but it, it seems like everything that he's doing, he's reading it. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying, and that's the question that people are asking, but, you know, are, are we going down a more dangerous path with, with somebody who, uh, whose mental uh, capability might be there? But uh, I think I'd much rather take the, the mental uh, capacity with the with the prospect of having a strong VP that's ready on day one in the event that something happens, versus uh, what we have now, who is too, uh, you know, too out of the box to even consider what other people. Uh, so uh, I, I think we're calling it in a catch twenty two situation, right? That's what I think. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think we call it in catch twenty two. But even if his mental capacity is still is not all the way there. I hope they can keep it together until after this election because right now he's the only thing that we got going, and I agree with you. Whoever he picks as VP better be ready to step up because it's going to take a lot, and his VP is going to have to have some experience. They they just can't be because of their name they're in that office because we don't have time for people to learn how to, how to bark when they, when they, when they right. need to be out there barking. I, I, I use bark because I, I like to see dogs come up. When you come up to the house, they protecting their house. We need somebody that's gonna bark and bite at the same time, and somebody that's gonna make make decisions on their feet. Because the American public needs a person like that right now. If ever we needed a person like that, we need that person right now. We need somebody that's gonna yeah. come right behind that VP and get on board the Senate, the Congress, and everything it has to be rolling down that road at the same time, going in the same direction. Right, and Ron, you know, I think we need somebody uh, that. Uh, can try to bring uh, the left and the right more toward the center. Uh, I, I don't think we're too far mm-hmm. gone with that, uh, but but I think it's going to take a very special person to at least try. Because and when I say try, uh, I mean that you know when if you chop at a tree long enough, eventually it'll fall. Uh, eventually, yeah. uh, people will realize and have to go back to the standpoint and say, hey, look, you know, uh, this is not what this country stood for. Now, is is this who you want to be? Or do you want to try to go back to what uh, people basically looked up to you at? Because if you look at us right now, Ron, I mean, you got people mm-hmm. inside of this that, uh, you know, I, they don't have anything good to say about uh, what's going on now. Uh, it's not that they don't like to be here. It's just they don't like what they see here. So you can you can like the person but dislike their ways and still try to make amends. I just think if we get uh, four more years, of this character that we've got now, then you know what we know as what we know, it, it, we, we we're gonna be we're gonna be decades. It, well, I'll give you a be- better example. Those judges, federal judges that have been appointed, they will have an effect on what goes on in the country for the next fifty years. That's correct. Correct. Yeah. But it, but it it it, it kind of lets you know, glass, of how much of a problem, 
how much of a problem where this where this situation, how big of a problem this is. I want to say it like that. Mm-hmm. How big of a problem is, and and, and I, I kind of tried to dialogue this earlier, but even jumping back to this virus real quick because I, I want to kind of cover all these points with you. Even jumping back to this virus, I, I was making an analogy of, of Japan in that Middle Eastern area wearing masks when everybody in everywhere else in the world wasn't wearing masks. Mm-hmm. They were wearing masks. I mean, if you Google and go back, they were wearing masks long before this virus ever even they was talking about it. And I mm-hmm. just I just hate that we didn't try to we didn't have the right person in the office or the right talent. I wanna say talent that could have got ahead of this thing before it even got to this point. And and right now it's like we're playing catch up on everything that we do. We we're so far behind that we can't catch up. <laughs> I don't even know. It's almost like you say. I don't even know where politics will play a role in anything that we have to do to recover to get this country in the recovery mode. Right, but but see, uh, uh, Farrakhan said it. I've said it before. Uh, back to Million Man Martin, power and arrogance. You know, can or shall lead you to destruction. And we're, we're headed on that crash course. Uh, the question is, you know, what 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 do we want to do? To you know, move back more to the center because here's the deal, Ron. You, you, you know, uh, you got a you got an icon, John Lewis. Okay, you got a president who is so childish and pathetic, who cannot show his respect for a person who got out there was beaten, almost killed, who, who was in some of the most monu- monumental uh, uh, events that have taken place in the last forty, fifty, sixty years. And you can't go and show your respect, and then you're gonna be bold enough to say it publicly that you're not going. But but you telling black folks you've done no. I would much rather you 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 shown your respect to John Lewis than do the shit that you've done, which is prison reform ain't just help black folk run. It is help. It's more than blacks in jail. So how have you specifically just help black folks? You haven't. Absolutely, and, and to yeah. to really digest and understand what you're saying, when you get into the prison system, if you get out of many of the major areas in America, you'll realize that majority of the people in, ain't black that's in prison. Yeah, you know, but you, you got in the major cities. Yeah, I know. That 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 in itself is is, is the reason why I just in, in glass that that. You, you you keep on pushing these buttons with me, and, and and that was one of the things that I have to say. You can't change a person from what they truly believe, and if a no, person right. says it and it comes out of their mouth and they say it with their own mouth, because I'm thirty, because I'm forty, because I'm fifty, doesn't mean that I have changed my thought pattern. Because I haven't changed, I have never went without a paycheck since I said it, and I'm still doing the same thing I was. When when I when now drawing a paycheck so to speak when I and 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 I'm supposed to change overnight you're supposed to look at me and see me in a different light I can't if you say that, if you say something about people going to jail black people going to jail and you approved it and if you say that during segregation time that you didn't want your kids going with them damn monkeys to school you still saying it today you just not saying it publicly right and you saying it in a different way but but but. But, Ron, I can guarantee you this, if you look at their actions, actions are being shown. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he messed around there. And, and 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 I I know if I know if um I know if Pastor was on here he he'll be jumping up and down on me right now. I already know it, but you got to tell the truth. I don't care in, you even in religion, you got to tell the truth. You can't go out there and half cock and tell somebody half a lie and then then come back after they get in the office and say, You know what? I really didn't know it was like that. You knew it going yep. in. We know that we're going to have to hold our nose and vote this time. We know that we don't have the right person going in office right now. But that is the person that the Democratic Party basically just put out there for us. They didn't give us no alternatives. They basically shut everybody else down. Oh, yeah, exactly. So they they knew what they was doing. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, exactly. I mean, you're on point. Yeah, I listened to Nancy Pelosi do all this whining and talking about what Trump ain't did and all the rest of this. What about what y'all did as a party? What about what y'all did to us as a party? Y'all didn't allow for anybody else but Biden to come out in the end of this process. You didn't allow for, for, for Bernie Sanders and all the rest of them to have a voice. You basically steered you, – you, Put this thing, this train on a track, and you went with it because you thought it was beneficial to you, and that's and that's where we that's where we at right now. And right, I, I know Glass. I'm getting excited about nothing that something that I can't change, but I, I still get mad every every time I think about it. But but but, but it, it, it's okay to get mad because you, you're not angry, uh, and and that and that madness is frustration, but it's warranted frustration. And remember, Ron. You, you, eventually, when you put too much pressure in a pipe, it's, it's going to burst. So uh, channel uh, madness, I, I think that's just an emotion that we all have. You know, it's, it's better to have it and get it out than to hold it and let it burst, and then at that point, it's catastrophic. Well, Glass, we got we a pipe that's in the process of filling up and, and almost at the point of, of bursting right now because it, – America is going to expect too much from this man. America is going to expect too much from when, if they put just just I, I wanted that I, I wanted you've been in politics for a long time, and just say in November they put all the Democrats we get we get a Democratic Congress a Democratic Senate, and we got Biden in charge and a VP and everything else everything is Democrat, and still nothing changes. Right. Exactly. What are we going to say then? What are we going to say then? What's going to be our excuse? Exactly. I mean, because it, it's, it's it, you know, and I don't know. You know what I, what I say to that glass? You know, if you have all of that in place and you still can't get nothing accomplished, it's something went wrong with the way the system is set up to to follow because they're gonna be so entangled, and, and I could be wrong. They're gonna be so entangled of trying to get things back to where it was before the good old boy network. They're gonna get it, trying to get it back into the good old boy network. That they're gonna forget that they were sent to Washington to change things. They were sent to Washington to help normal people. That's the reason why they they didn't vote Democrat just for for y'all to go get up there and sit on your hands and, and follow the leader. They voted Democrat so you could go up there and change what we have in place right 
right now. And it doesn't seem like it, if, if even if that happens, they ain't going to change it. The old heads are going to lead the young heads to get them to step in line and follow the party, whether or not it's good for them or, or, or it's bad for them. Just follow the leader. Yep. And, and, and Ron, again, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, one of those situations to where, you know, people, people you know, they, they got to be on the lookout, man. They, 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 they just, you know, we got to be more receptive uh, to change. And like you said, you know, Democrats, uh, you know, have, you know, taken advantage of you just in a different way. You know, so it's, it's all the same. I don't know. I don't. I agree with you. I don't know about politics no more, because politics means that I'm protecting my interests. I'm going when I go to Washington. I'm going to Washington as a poor man that could barely keep the lights on in the building. And you didn't hear me say this. They could barely run an election, but when I come out of Washington, I'm coming back as a millionaire. And I know you right. ain't making it pay. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, because remember. Uh, the uh, those with money, and then with you know Citizen United, uh, and you look at a, a, a corporation being human, where that corporation can uh, donate an unlimited amount of funds. You know who are here to deal, right? I mean, look at it. If uh, if uh, Walmart was donating to uh, Blog Talk USA uh, unlimited amount of funds, and and Walmart wants a certain uh, a, a certain, uh, you know, a, a dialogue to be distributed within the community that, uh, you know, the, that we reach. What Walmart going to do? They're going to use their power. You know, money means nothing to them mm-hmm. because they have unlimited yeah. funds. So until you can take that that concept of money uh, out of it, unlimited money, then you're going to have the same issues that we've always had. And that goes to your theory: money always corrupts. <laughs> oh yeah. You all. Yeah, and, and yeah you need corrupt. money to. Think about this. Think about this. Think about a corrupt person already, and then they get involved with money that's corrupt. You you got a dangerous person, just like what we got now. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you you're so correct in what you're saying. Uh, it's just scary, yeah. but but you know you know you know glass I. I I want to go here because I I, I want to get I, I want to make this point while we own money. You know, we we never really had money. The only way that we generated money within our community was either you were a funeral homeowner, you were a, a lawyer, a black lawyer, or, or 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 you was an athlete, or something like that or, along those lines, mm-hmm. drug dealer or pimp. We mm-hmm. we have just got to a point where where we are making money. Where we where we are starting to make money, we're starting to see more than those avenues take place. And on this pandemic, I I I I think it kind of set us back a little bit because mm-hmm. we the businesses that we were starting and starting to grow with and, and and coming into the same almost the same stream as as that as the money was flowing or white white America we. Those businesses were set back because they were barely probably hanging on by shoestrings, but they just needed that one little push to push them over, and this and this economy kind of set them back too. So I just kind of wonder if we're gonna ever get back if 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 we're gonna be able to catch up. 
I don't think that we'll be able to, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how we're going to catch up or what it's going to take for us to even get to a point of catching up, if we can, because mm-hmm. of the uh, the way the country is set up right now. And I, if they don't come up with a good stimulus package soon, I, I don't think that we as a, as a people, we're we going to have to adjust everything, especially blacks. Well, Ron, look, look at it this way, okay? When you look at you look back at uh, the founding fathers, okay, and you look at uh, the 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 age uh, death rate back uh, in 200 years ago, people was living, uh, you know, to 50 and 60 years old, basically. So if you had a person that uh, became a Supreme Court justice, you give him lifetime. Well, you're looking at basically. Uh, 15 or 20 years You fast forward 200 years Well hell you give a person a lifetime appointment At 30 and they live until 60, 70 and 80 See America was stupid when they Because they expected nothing to change Everything, time Time is always moving Everything is always shifting either left or right So uh, I, I feel like now Switching the subject That a lifetime appointment for a judge Is, uh, is out of whack Give them 12 years Give them a twelve-year term. Let them come up for re-election, and that that way they'll they'll basically get either twelve or twenty-four years, uh, you know, in there. Then that third term, it, 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 you know, because twenty-four years is a long time. That third term, you're going to be looking uh, looking forward to somebody else uh, to come in because positions change, people change, time change, circumstances change. Why not change judge? Philosophy change. Yeah, you see what I'm you're saying? You're right. You're right. When mm-hmm. you when you start looking at this bull job, man, it it uh. It's, 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 man, we, you know, like I said, my pastor used to say before he passed, bless his heart, uh, you know, it's one thing to be ignorant, but it's another thing to be ignorant and don't know it. And we are ignorant. This mm-hmm. country. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, and glad to, to go along, along the lines of what you just said. Mm-hmm. I think our forefathers set us up to fail in the long run. They, they, they. When they, when they wrote people out of the Constitution, they didn't right. realize that that in the long run they set us up to fail. And I think that unless, we, like you said, unless we revisit some of that stuff, this country is doomed. It's doomed already because if you, you're right. If we got the same people making decisions at seventy as they made at thirty, it ain't gonna ever change. It's not gonna ever change. And I don't care right. how much reading or writing or whatever you do, you you never gonna keep up with how how fast this world is changing. Hell, I done lived in the time where it went from black and white to colored TVs. Now I done went from TV sitting on top of a stereo or on top of another TV to to a TV that you put on the wall. That's almost right. like thin. So mm-hmm. you know. Right. You just think about the technology that has happened since just since I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Cell phones, they weren't around. No, no, no. What we doing right now wasn't around. So you know, tech, you have to be able to grow with that technology. I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I agree with you. In a lifetime, you start at some point. You start going downhill. It ain't nothing against age. That's just the way it is. Well, Ron, look at it, look at it this way. Uh, look at it this way. Let's take uh, Clarence Thomas, who was supposed to replace 
uh, a legal giant on the Supreme Court. What, what, what has Clarence Thomas done for uh, the African? There are just people in general that's more in the mainstream. What has he done? Nothing. So I just him, being a life, him, him having a lifetime appointment means that he can continue to do nothing for a lifetime. If, if we could vote his ass out right now, I guarantee you Clarence Thomas would be voted out by the majority of Americans. He, 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 oh, he probably would. Changed. All of them, probably yeah. all of them would. Glass, all of them. Yeah. yeah, really, to tell you the truth, all of them would. But let, let, let me just read this statement. We got about fifteen minutes left, and, and, and I want you to just listen to what I just read. Joe Biden released his plan to deal with systemic racism. Mm-hmm. How many years have we been dealing with racism? So you that that now he comes up with a plan that he can deal with racism and he's been in Congress and he's been a VP, he's did all the rest of this. Now he has a plan. That's the well, dumbest well, thing you, you, I ever heard. I, I don't even told I don't even know who told him to release that talking about a plan to deal with systemic racism. Oh, come on. Right, I, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you where I got it from. So, you, so I, I want to see how they're addressing this issue. I hope I hadn't missed too much of it. I was just looking at, Ro, at Roland Martin's page on, on Facebook, uh-huh. and, and I read that same. I'm like, now, 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 think about this. This is a white man that's telling us all oh, this don't make no. If you really think about what I just said, mm-hmm. to deal with systemic racism. You don't even know. You don't know. You don't. You don't know what it feels like to be black, Hispanic, or nothing. But you got a plan. That's. I ain't. I ain't I, I'm. I'm through glass. But but see, Ron, I'm, I'm see, listening Ron, to you. I, man. I, 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 no, no, I, I agree with uh with uh with uh what you're saying. Uh, you know, my my, my thing is is uh you know people, I, and I get where you're coming from. So I'm not debating. Uh, what you said, because I agree with it. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you know, relative to Biden, uh, you know, I think a person has the capability of changing. The question is whether they want to change or not. And I agree with you, everything that he said and had the opportunity to do, he had done it. So what makes us think he's going to do it now? I, 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 that's, that's valid. Hey, bro, I agree with that. Uh, I guess the hope is that, but, you know, if you look at it, for 400 years, people have been hoping for a brighter day. Okay, so when you talk about make America great, what has been great for uh, the American Negro? So relative to to Joe Biden, I see where your reservations at, and and I share uh, the majority uh, of your reservation with him. I guess my only uh, dissent uh, with the two is is that, well, you know what, Ron, I I, I may have to go with you 100%, because when you look at Biden on the Democratic side and his record back uh, years ago uh, when he supported Strom Thurmond and Jesse Helms and all, you know, come on, man. I mean, again, everybody plays whatever they can play uh, that they feel will get them elected during that time of running for office. So I, I won't even dissent with you. You're right. You're, you're correct. I, I'll yield to you. Oh, you don't have to yield to me because that, that didn't make no sense when I read it. 
and and it's still not making any sense. And I, and I, I'm just curious to see how many people out there talking. About, oh yeah, he 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 gonna solve it. He gonna he he got he got all the answers. It, do you think that with, with with all the black people that we had in place and all the people that they brought to Washington, the million man march, the million woman march, and any kind of marches of, of any type that went to Washington to solve these problems, even John Lewis that's laying in rest right now, that that it was going to be solved by somebody coming up saying that they got a plan for it to solve systemic racism. I, I'd rather you say I got I got I, I, I'm going to attempt to to to. I'm, I'm gonna reach out to the black community and see what we have to do to resolve it. I don't have you. It ain't no plan to resolve it. You, if it was a plan, you should have started 400 years ago. Right. It's, 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 it just don't make no no GD sense. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and again, Ron, you you 100 percent, uh, you know, on point. You know. You know, Ron, I, I, in conversations like this, I, I love to hear, uh, you know, dialogue from other people rather than, you know, just going on and on. So do, do we have any caller uh, that's out there that want to add in, take away, uh, modify, accept, or reject, uh, you know, what it is that we're saying? We got any callers out there? We got some callers out there. Is there anybody? Uh, and I'm sorry, I dialogued for a long time, and I didn't let anybody in. And I really apologize for that. And glass, glass, I'm glad you brought it up. Is there anybody out there who really would like to come in and make a comment on anything that's been covered or said tonight? We would love to hear you. And I, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. I, I, I <laughs> that one just blew my mind. That, that mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to get off this air. And glass, nobody's pressing one. So, oh, please okay. press one. Well, you know, again, Ron, you know, our goal is to give them the option to uh, uh, engage in dialogue, okay? When you go to mainstream media, you're going to get hyperboles, you're going to get lies, you're going to get even exclusion because no one is going to give you the opportunity to talk because they don't want to hear you talk. Here at Blog Talk USA, we always, always want, uh, you know, people to engage uh, in the dialogue. So I was just extending that because that's what we, uh, that's our mantra to, uh, you know, start out doing that. But at the end of the day, uh, you're right. Uh, Biden is not going to be uh, the saving grace. Hell, Obama wasn't the saving grace. Bush wasn't the saving grace. Thank you. Clinton wasn't the saving grace. So, uh, Ron, the only problems that are going to get rid of is we rid our own problem. We got to start investing in stuff. We got to stop the jealousy, envy, and hate. Uh, I, I venture to say that somebody is uh, saying, well, you know, th- those guys uh, don't have any business out there uh, trying to talk about and th- don't know either one of us personally, don't know our background, don't know what our goal has been, and our goal has always been to make a difference. And if we can just save one person or enlighten one person, our job is done. We're not getting paid to do this. I agree with you. I, I, Glass, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up because we, we don't get a paycheck. We're not, we're not the Roland Martins, and we're not begging you for dollars. We never have got on this air and set up any type of account or anything like that. We don't benefit from, from any of this. This is an open discussion that we have among people, and it's always been like that. And, and, and a lot of times we're taking two and three hours out of our day, and we used to do it almost every day. Oh, yeah. We so it, 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 every it, day. Yeah, we're selfish. I'm selfish for doing we, it. We just we didn't we didn't get out here and just get started. So yeah, it, what we got eight, I, eight I, years under the belt. 
Yeah. So I'm looking at this thing, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, I said, you know what? I have a right to give an opinion, and not everybody – excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm getting a horse. Not everybody has to agree with, with me. But any time that I see that blatant of a statement made, I'm going I'm to definitely go after that because that you can't you cannot do that. You cannot make that statement and not question, especially after what you said about John Lewis laying in state. You didn't think he had a plan, right? Exactly. Well, he put forth a bill. Uh, you know, and the question is, Ron, why do we keep having to renew uh, the Voting Rights Act? Well, you know, why do we have to keep fighting every two years, every four years, every six years? You know, why do we have to keep fighting? Are, are we not human yet? Are we not valued yet? Yeah. You know, this is, yes, this is crazy, bro. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, and it, it shows you how dumb ridiculous. and misled, misled we are. We, we're, t- we're, we're worrying about the wrong thing. We, we are definitely well, Ron, misled and... and well, if, if you if you look at it, not meaning to cut you, I just want to interject just now. No, uh, no go if ahead. You try to stop, you, short on time. If, yeah, it, well, if you look at uh, making America great again, well, it would be great if I knew that I didn't have to worry about having my voting rights renewed every year, every two years, every four years. Amen. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, don't tell me about great shit. I know what great is. Amen. Now, I know what you're saying, Glass. I I, I agree with you. That that is just yeah. dumb, man. I I I know I'm getting ready to piss some people off on on this um comment poll out here that that Roland Martin got going, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to say it anyway. I don't because <laughs> I, I ain't gonna allow him to make no statement like that and get away with it. That's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, come That's on, just... man. Here it is. This guy, this guy experienced uh, racial hate. He experienced water hose. Dog biting, beating, you know, going to jail. But but he, but he don't have enough sense to to realize that uh, you know to, uh, to be able to put forward something that would be beneficial to prevent that from happening to the next generation, whether it's black or white, uh, young or old, rich or poor. You know, come on, man. Yeah. We still are caught up. We being in this country is still caught up in uh, this old uh, sense of slave man mentality. Whether the person has got the chain around his neck. The shackles around his feet. You, what you do is you tr- you're trying to control uh, everything, which is using the power and the pressure and control to make sure that you continue to stay on top and everybody else reap the benefits of being at the bottom, which is going to result in $600 being taken away from those people. And as a result of that, this man, that man, this woman, that woman, they're going to take care of their family, like Malcolm said, by any means necessary. And that may be breaking into your home in suburban America. Yeah, glass. I, 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 I'm, I'm digesting it and, and and listening to everything that you're saying. But I'm gonna tell you, I can't wait to finish this thing, this comment on, on Rolling Martin page because I, I don't know where, what, 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 what America is thinking about. I really don't. We, as black people, we have been bamboozled. We've been hoodwinked. We've been led astray. 
we we've gotten to a point where if it, if it comes out of the white man's mouth, we 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 agree with it. <laughs> right. And, and, and trust me, I'm not a racist by any. I I I love me anybody that that's good to me. Let me just say it that way. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you come from or who you are. I love you for you. It don't have anything right. to do with the color of your skin. But right. if you if you go there, I, I have to say I'll jump. I'll jump right back on you at any time. One hundred percent, Ron. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it, it's man. You know, I just really don't understand, Ron. Uh, the, the most recent election, uh, which we didn't, we haven't done a show locally. Uh, in my precinct alone, at uh, about four o'clock, uh, one of the precinct workers called me because I always get the feedback. Uh, what was? The uh, voting numbers You know when the polls closed You know how many people voted Totally 51 51 Oh man 51 people voted But you know I have heard And listened to Over 100 complaints You know man We, we got, we got so gonna, many hey, issues hey, As a matter of fact we, we, got, we only got like about 4 minutes I'm going to let you close it out with that Just just take it wherever you want well, to take it. For the next. Well, Ron, once again, you listen to Blog Talk Radio. I mean, Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know, here, what we try to do is bring all conscious conversations to the forefront. And we try to allow all of those who typically feel that they don't have a voice to have a voice in discussion because we feel that sometimes, and in most cases, that if we don't know everything. And there's somebody else out there may have a better idea that can be executed better than our own idea. But you see, as like tonight, we appreciate people listening, calling in. But feedback, dialogue, conversation is the only thing that moves the ball forward down the football field. You see, we're not trying to go back and get, uh, you know, checkmated. We're trying to move forward and score a touchdown. And that analogy means this. We need people to get involved. We need people to become concerned. We need people to go out and vote. We need people to register people to vote. We need people to run for office. We need people to encourage other people to run for office. We need people to look at specific ideas and vote for the person that best benefits and aligns with the things that's most beneficial to you. We're not talking about changing uh, a person's color. We're not talking about telling you to vote for a person because of a certain color. We're talking about being conscious-minded and going toward the grain, which means voting for somebody that you feel will best benefit you and the people that you represent. At the end of the day, a closed mouth won't get fed, and a closed-minded person will never gain knowledge. So at the end of the day, at Blog Talk USA, you can always have a voice. You can always have an opinion. You can always have a disagreement because in the end, we feel that united we stand, divided we fall. And all this jealousy, envy, and hate with the coronavirus going on, with the stimulus bill that's being out there, with all this racism, if you continue to sit on the sideline and you do nothing, what you do is secure a very diminished future for maybe your kids, your grandkids, or your great-grandkids. Sometimes just standing up 
is enough to encourage people like Ron and I, Simp and I, all those other guys that come on Blog Talk USA each and every week to try to have an open and honest discussion, an open and honest uh, collaboration so people can understand that, hey, there are some guys that are out there that's conscious. So, you know, Ron, I'll tell you this. I I hear a lot of people talk about uh, they are woke. Well, what does woke mean? Does woke mean you telling people to support black businesses, but in the meantime, you won't go out and vote, you won't support black candidates because they're qualified, not because they're black, or you dislike them because they didn't do what you wanted them to do personally, but overall they've done a good job. You see, Ron, we still can't keep blaming everybody else for our problems. We've got to start blaming ourselves, and what we really got to do Amen. is look in the mirror and challenge ourselves and ask, have I done my best? to make it the next day brighter for the other person. Because remember, Ron, we got people tonight that won't be living tomorrow. We got people that if they make it to tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, that won't be around for Thursday. So my question is, what are you doing to make it brighter and better for the next generation like John Lewis tried to do for your generation? And, Ron, I'll yield to you, brother. No, Glass, we're going to close out with that. I think that you say it in, in, in the best words that we possibly could say it in, and it, it's no yielding. I digress. I, I give it all to you. Just say good night and goodbye, and we're going to end it on that. Well, thanks for listening to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. You can catch them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. they got shows going on from different people all across the country. And as you may not know, we volunteer our time. Nobody's getting paid one nickel, but there's one person that's paying tens and hundreds of dollars to keep this station up and going, and that's the person on the other side of this line, Mr. Ron Spike. Ron, thanks for the determination and dedication that you have had to try to continue to build uh, Blog Talk USA, brother, and uh, we've had some rock and rolls. But see, in the end, if you got a foundation, you always end back up to where you started. Blog Talk USA, baby. That's where we're going. Amen.